Lemon, the second and final day here at the Gabba in a fairly staggering test match. Australia 1 0 up. Jeff, I've got to be quick today. You go with 30 seconds. Right. Three innings happened today. Travis Head was still 78 not out when they resumed this morning. Australia ended up getting bowled out for about 220. I can't remember the exact score Watch. now. It's all, it's all gone a bit out of my head. Um, and then South Africa get resold for 99. Uh, that means they only lead by 33. And I mean, Australia might have lost it if they had another 50 runs to play with. They ended up four down, <laughs> getting 35 runs, most of which came in extras. A truly bizarre day. Five wickets for Pat Cummins. South Africa can't bat. Everyone's going to get mad about the pitch. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, 99 problems. There's probably an intro in there somewhere if you're good enough. South Africa, that was what they made in the third innings. Australia all out for 218. They win by six wickets after losing a clump of them in their chase of 34. They get to 35. Okay. I think it's 19 wickets today yep. after 15 yep. yesterday. The pitch is going to be absolutely slammed. And I've evolved on this a bit. I think at the start of the day, I'm like, what's well, mostly a batting thing. That geez, some balls absolutely took off out of those little plug holes, mm -hmm. and that is more consistent. Talking about a couple of players, then that's what they expect when they come up here for a shield game. It's different gravy when bowlers are up at 140, 150, because when they hit those spots, it does that. And Usman Khawaja's dismissal yep. in the second innings reflected that. One went over his head, the next one nearly hit his stumps, and he's like, fuck this. And he backed away, tried to slap one, and got caught at backward point. There's like a, an element of preservation there, and yeah, I mean, it's almost certain the ICC will have a word to say. Well, and, and I'm sure a lot of other people, and I'm already getting the messages, and I'm sure you are. If this was in India, uh, everyone would be saying the pitch was terrible. India didn't play in this test. Yeah, test weirdly, they weren't actually. They went yet. in this test, right? Um, yeah. I, just, just there was one, there was the wicket from Nathan Lyon that kept low, that hit the Verma in yep. front of the stumps. That was the only one I noticed that kept low in terms of when a wicket fell. There were a lot more that were about substantial bounce. It was about yeah, jumping yeah. from a, not from a, a full length, but you know, from a from a hard length and jumping up at the gloves, that kind of thing. Um, Cummins was able to use that. There was certainly a lot of movement off the seam, uh, but it wasn't every ball. It was if you hit it just right, you could get it. To it was the marks, in. wasn't it? I mean, you yeah. could see them. They were on the slow mo replay, and it was like I'm trying to think of what the appropriate comparison would be, but spread over the pitch on a good length because yeah. of yesterday. I spoke to Lyon before the toss yesterday, and he was like, as he does. Pressing the pitch with his hands, and, yeah. and usually Lyon says something like, "Oh no, bat first, bowl fourth, spinner, bat first. Mm -hmm. Yesterday's like, mm, "Plenty of this," yeah. as he was feeling plenty of this, which gives a sense of how this was different. One player said to me, "Then they've never seen a pitch like this in any game of cricket in Australia, right. a professional game that is." So right. that's where they're at at the moment. So I mean, yeah, it, it's, yeah. the reason we're talking about it is because it's going to be a massive game, sure. uh, not because we want to talk about the pitch. Believe me, yeah. So it was Travis Head and Cameron Green coming out this morning, and I liked the way they came out. Green looked at what Head did yesterday yeah. and said, got to score runs before you get out, and started slamming straight drives. Three of them, a couple off Rabada, one off Norkia. I mean, who's bowling high 140s, and Cameron Green's like, that's fine. I'll just pop on the front foot and drive back past him for four. Uh, four boundaries in his 18. In the first, not even the first over, because Rabada had got a wicket with his first ball of an over last night. So yeah. in the first five balls, they'd gone from trailing to leading. They were seven behind when they started. Green and Head, Head hits three, Green hits a four, they're, they're, suddenly they're in front. That was the intent. Within six overs, they're 29 ahead. And then they both get out in and over from Marco Janssen. But the fact that they'd taken it up to South Africa in that first six overs, if that was South Africa, they would have scored three runs in those six overs, just hanging in there trying to, trying to survive. The fact that those two were proactive, that got them 29 ahead. And that means that Kerry's able to come out and do his one-day international thing, knock the ball around, 22 not out, a few 
you from Stark, get some 66 up, and that's actually substantial in the context of this game. Yeah, 66 might have been 266 had that been the kind of game where it might go deep, but it was never going to go deep. It was a shootout, and Australia had the big guns. One of them, Travis Head, batting like Adam Gilchrist, who spoke about him last night. A shame he's out for the second time in the 90s in the space of three weeks. It was a, a match-winning performance in a roundabout kind of way due to the the collapse Australia had in the second innings. I mean, yep. if he gets out early yesterday, it's probably a different result we're talking about this evening. Um, Cameron Green, talking to Brad about this, he's had this focus with, with uh, the batting coach Michael DiVadito about getting his head further up. And boy, his head was upright today, down the ground. I mean, I know he's played no red ball cricket apart from, um, well, that was pick ball, the innings he played last yeah. week against the Windies. But that feels like an important step in the right direction for him moving into the Melbourne and Sydney test matches in quick succession. Yep. And then you've got... And Melbourne could be a green seamer as well. Might be now. <laughs> Might be now, yeah. <laughs> Even if they uh, left 12 mils of grass on last year. So remember, only five mils of grass on this. This wasn't about... Yep. It looked green, but it wasn't about the grass. It was about the surface. Mm. It was about the, the sponginess of it underneath. Was it juicy? Great carry. Was I mean, it, it looked juicy? beautiful on that pretty length of balls are going up here. Yeah. But less pretty if you Usman Kawaja at the end copying one on the handle when you've done effectively nothing wrong. So that'll be where they look more than... I think traditionally they're like, well, have they tried to artificially create a surface that's going to do loads? Take, for example, was it the second test at Chennai last year where it was exploding within minutes? Um, this wasn't so much that. It was almost that it was underprepared. Uh, anyway, this yeah. is for others to debate. Um, talking about big guns, Mitchell Stark becomes the seventh Australian to get his 300th test wicket today. Yep. Interesting career arc. I mean, I wonder if he's ever bowled better. Yeah. I don't know, maybe he has, but I can't remember in recent years. He's been fabulous. In Test cricket, I think in the last 12 months, the way that he carried Australia through the ashes yep. when you know Cummins missed games, Hazelwood missed games, Stark was the one who was consistent. It used to be a pattern in Mitchell Stark's career that if a series was more than three Test matches, he would miss one. Yep. He would either miss the fourth out of five, or he'd <laughs> miss the fourth and fifth, or he'd miss the fourth out of four, whatever it was. He would always get injured, he'd, he'd get tired out in some way. Last summer, he was the one, he was, he was the, the central one who was able to push through. He may do it again, probably wants to try to do it again this summer. I think if they try to rest him again, he'll, he'll have a revolt. Say no. But <laughs> I mean, miss those Melbourne tests earlier yeah. in his career. He's never really forgiven them for that, no. so he'll want to play at Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, so make it missing a Boxing Day test to be rested, that's not going to happen. Um, Hazelwood's unlikely to take a part in the whole series now, yeah. from what we're hearing. Um, Scott Boland comes in and starts doing Scott Boland things, so you get Get Stark swinging one through Rusty Mandadassan, who played it badly, by the way. Everyone was like, what a delivery from Stark. I'm like, the gate was about this wide and Mandadassan's hanging his bat outside. Uh, I mean, both things can be true, though. I mean, you, you saw the, uh, I think it was Channel 7 did the projection of where yeah. the ball was going and where the ball hit middle yeah. and off. It was missing off by a mile. I mean, it's moved a mile, like, with that I, angle, I, left arm over. But if you're right-handed, you're playing for in-swing. You're playing for Mitchell Stark to swing it. Sure enough, but that is, that is I mean, it's, it's the perfect way for Stark to reach yeah. 300, because how many players have similarly left a gap between bat and pad when they're playing down the line they think the ball's going to be yeah. out wrongly and it's come back through and, and crashed through and it, yeah. it isn't pretty for Van Edison, but yeah. um, it was sure pretty for Stark who was able to have big beaming smile on his face yeah. it wasn't a bad DRS or a leg before shout sure. he could just celebrate and that not was yet joyous. he doesn't no, but no yet he does he actually <laughs> does Mark Nicholas was here too he was Super Sport, Sport, yeah. which was nice um, yeah the, the way that swung through was good I mean Cummins gets the catch in the gully he gets Elgar LB and then the catch in the gully uh, from earlier that's way over Cameron Green's head you needed him to be 6 foot 10 to be able to catch that one and then it's one bowlers. of five catches that Green took in yeah. the test match by the way in the gully at kind of a, an out of fashion position yeah. which he's making I mean Ben Stokes doesn't use the gully he just has a fourth or fifth slip yeah. whereas Australia love him in the gully because he saves runs mm. and he takes blinders yep um, and, and then it's Boland who goes I'll take two in and over again oh. 
for the fifth time in his career. He's done this five times. He's got four overs that were two wickets, and he's got one that was three. So he's taken 11 of 25 wickets in five overs of his career. I'm not going to talk this up too much, but it is. I did say on comms, every time this guy's bowling average, it's 11, he gets a wicket. Next ball, Rain, a quarter second slip. That, that did sound pretty good. I put to the mic. Pop that video on my Twitter feed because you know oh, sure. it's one of those things that, that yeah. not very often, as we know on commentary, you say these things, they seldom come true. It did come true yeah. today, and, and you're right. I mean, two in and over just after Nathan Lyon picked up a wicket himself to break the, the partnership that was forming between Baboomer and Zondo, yeah. which meant that they go bang, 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 three for one. Like you said last night, it was like a collapse, then a second collapse with an interregnum in between, yeah. then a fourth collapse just to put a full <laughs> stop on it at the end, and yeah, all that 99 after a 30 run stand for the final. Kaya Zando played well, uh, particularly yeah. with, with the last wicket when Lungi and Giddy was out there. He was like, well, time to take him on. We started hitting balls off the off a length, off the top of the bounce, hitting them down the ground, playing the pull shot. Only 36 not out, but you know, that's a good sign for a player who's played very little test cricket and he's on the way up. I'm actually impressed by Tepa Bavuma this week as well. He's, he, again, it'll look like two starts that haven't been converted again, but a, sort of a, a 30-odd and a 40-odd or whatever he ended up with. Yeah, 38 in the first. Yeah, I think, he, I think he's actually playing today. a lot better than his numbers reflect. Yep. at the moment. I'm pleased to see that because he copped pelters after the T20 World Cup a, a couple of months ago. So I'm glad to see that he's kind of in yep. the series, if not uh, the winning side this week. Jeff, uh, I'm going to try and get a flight to London. Let's do the Hall of Fame. All right. I think the entire fourth innings is the Hall of Fame. It's brought to you by <laughs> Woodstock Cricket. Uh, Woodstockcricket.co.uk. 20% off a bat with TFW20. That's the code you put in. They need 34 to win. They get 19 of them in wides and buys. That's four lots where Rabada or Nokia bowls a bouncer that clears the keeper's head and goes down to the boundary. In between times, Rabada takes four for 13. Brilliant. What a, what happened? Like, what a bizarre set of circumstances. Rabada's now got 45 test wickets this year, overtaking Stuart Broad. Pretty sure that's right. Yeah. He got eight for the match, didn't he? Eight for the match. Yeah, four um, in the first. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, you, you almost allowed yourself, what were they at one point? 23 for four. Jared today, our yep. commentary. One more wicket and I'm entertaining stuff. Um, but you couldn't really. And then the yeah. last, even the winning runs, I saw the interview Martis before and that went, what, two metres over his head or yeah. something? It was it was a fitting way for put a, a long crazy stop in. to finish. Like if it's a wild, if it's an 1880s test match, put a long stop in. I'll just say in closing on the, the madness of this week, I, I'm pretty sure that's the seventh shortest test match, completed test match, yep. no draws or rain affected or whatever in history of test cricket. Um, there was another one last year at Aminabad that went about as long. Yep. Um, this is happening more often. I don't think it's like, I don't think it's like, um, I don't think it's just a coincidence. Mm. It's worth considering that these things are happening a little bit more than they used to. And yeah, we leave unfulfilled because we want Test cricket to be advanced. We worry for sides like South Africa who can't always command their best talent. We saw Rabada and Nokia, wasn't it? Miss, it might have been Nukidi, miss games for the IPL earlier this year. Not they don't there, have yeah. their, their they don't have their white ball guns, all of them available to even play first class or domestic cricket in South Africa, therefore yep. they're never gonna play in the test team. I mean this is and not pure bowler bigger picture. You're, and you're doing all the hard work and then you've got a batting lineup that's gonna give you hundred runs when they go out to bat. Why would you bother? Well, Why show up and try? Well Jansen's twenty two. I just hope they can keep him and preserve him. He bowled beautifully again today. Two wickets in his first over of the day, green and head to open Australia up momentarily. He's a star. His strike yep. rate by the way, last Hall of Fame his strike rate with about 500 balls to go to reach like a real strike rate. I think sure. he's got 1,500 balls, 2,000 to meet the qualifications. Better than George Lyman's wow. by about a run and a half. Yeah. So watch this space on that yeah. when we go to Melbourne. And honestly, if they had another 40 runs, like they another 40 the runs, they could have won a test match. 
Uh, I'm not going to be here for Melbourne and Sydney going home. Rach having another baby, as most of you would know, in the middle of Jan. But I will still be with Jeff on the weekly show, the Christmas special, story time next week. You know how it works on our program. Can't stop, won't stop. Thanks for watching and listening throughout the course of the time that I've been in Australia. Um, and can't wait to do it all again, however we do it, in the weeks and days to come. Australia victorious in a bizarre test match by six weekends. Ta-da. Two-day test. Two-day test. future questions for current senses. that would be the same we've been doing for centuries. Sorry if I ran out to empty wrote this so you know what I meant here. I had to go about it, write it out and find